0: You board a plane, and you take off. But then the seat is uncomfortable. The movie isn't what you wanted, the food is never enough, and they only have sample-sized bags of pretzels. Did you ever stop to wonder, however, just how far we have come from when we were only just beginning our quest for human flight? Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. And today's episode is accompanied by a podcast video short. You can find it on television and online at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weatherhistory. A short two-minute video shot right here in my podcast recording studio that also includes exclusive video and photos that were taken right from that day's event. Today, we go up, up, and away with the Wright brothers when Wilbur and Orville Wright made four brief flights at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina with their first powered aircraft this day in weather history. You had the Wright brothers who had finally reached that pinnacle where extensive testing was ready to take place for their first ever powered flight. But now, where to do it? Best weather conditions helped, but how does one make sure you're in the right place for that? Go to where the experts are. The first weather bureau station in North Carolina was established by the Signal Corps of the U.S. Army on August 16th of 1874 at Cape Hatteras. Then a second weather office was set up at the Kitty Hawk life-saving station from January 2nd of 1875 to 1904. Aha! Let's try there, they thought. So the Wright brothers wrote to the Weather Bureau office in Kitty Hawk, which seemed like as good as any a candidate for this critical series of test flights. Now, they had been there before, so it was not Actually, a cold call. You see, back in the year 1900, the Wright brothers conducted manned gliding experiments at the same site at Kitty Hawk. The region was known for its regular breezes and soft, sandy landing surfaces. Just perfect for what they had in mind. So they wrote their letter to Mr. Joseph J. Dosher from that site's Weather Bureau office. Must not have been a very busy office because they received a prompt and friendly reply from Mr. Dosher, who sort of campaigned all the best reasons why they should choose the Kitty Hawk area for their test flights. Sounds to me like, please, someone just visit me. Thanks to the National Park Service, we have a copy of that letter. I'm going to read it for you now. Quote, Mr. Wilbur Wright of Dayton, Ohio. Dear Sir, in reply to yours of the 3rd, I will say the beach here is about one mile wide, clear of trees or high hills, and islands for nearly 26 miles to the south. Conditions? The wind blows mostly from the north and northeast September and October, which is nearly down this piece of land, giving you many miles of a steady wind with a free sweep. I am sorry to say that you could not rent a house here, so you will have to bring tents. The only way to reach Kitty Hawk is from Manteo, Roanoke Island, North Carolina in a small sailboat. From your letter, I believe you would find it here like you wish. We'll be pleased at any time to give you any information. Yours respectfully, J.J. Dosher. So it was set, and the day arrived. Initial flight lasted 12 seconds and covered 120 feet. Not a long distance, but something. Three more flights later, and that very same day, Wilbur Wright piloted the record flight that lasted 59 seconds and a distance of over 852 feet. It was monumental. It was historical. Who do you tell first? The media? The president? Orville Wright walked to the Kitty Hawk weather office late in the afternoon of December 17, 1903, this day in weather history, and sent a telegraph to his father. Yeah, at that point, he let him know just how successful the whole day was, and I thought that was the best. From this first major breakthrough, we fast forward now to October of 1911. Orville Wright returned to the Outer Banks after making some adjustments to the aircraft and conducted more tests for safety and stabilization with a new glider. These tests were for aerodynamics, of course. The results would help further the advancements of their powered flight projects. The air industry took off from that moment. Only 15 years, 15 short years after Kitty Hawk on December 1st of 1918, and the U.S. Weather Bureau issued its very first aviation weather forecast. This was now the dawn of a whole new mode of travel and commerce. So then, on May 20th of 1926, Congress passed the Air Commerce Act, which included legislation directing the Weather Bureau to, quote, furnish weather reports, forecasts, warnings to promote the safety and efficiency of air navigation in the United States. The Wright brothers chose Kitty Hawk based on the relationship that they forged with the Kitty Hawk National Weather Bureau. And thus was born the close tie that lasts to this day between weather and flight as a complementary science from this day in weather history. Remember that you can watch a version of today's episode as a podcast video short available right now on television at The Weather Network. You can also see it online at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weatherhistory. Tomorrow is December 18th, and with only seven short days till Christmas morning, we hit up a story about a killer cobra. It happened back in 1944 and struck a U.S. task force during World War II in the Pacific. Be here tomorrow to hear all about it on This Day in Weather History with me, your host... Chris May.